Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from MileHighSticking.com, here with another podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. So what do we got on the docket for you guys today? We're going to be pretty much talking more about the Avalanche victory. As well as looking ahead to, I almost said tonight's game, uh, this afternoon's game uh, against uh, Arizona, game two against Arizona. <clears throat> so we're going to be talking about that. And uh, we'll get to some videos and, and clips from press conferences, one from Nazem Kadri and one from coach Jared Bednar, uh, which is something we like to do while the season is in its midst, but <clears throat> we can do the same thing during the playoffs as well. So we'll hear from them. We'll hear from the, uh, I guess, the hero or the Avalanche best player from game one, as well as uh, the coach. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked On Avalanche. At gmail.com. Uh, I really quickly, I do just want to throw out well wishes and thoughts to Montreal Canadiens head coach Claude Julian, who is in the hospital with uh, some medical issues. So they say he most likely will not coach for the rest of the first round. Didn't give any information past that. And um, yeah, I mean, in the end, we're all humans. We're, we're, we're fighting for a... a Stanley Cup, sure, but you don't like to see that happen to anybody. So hoping he gets well soon, and if Montreal does move on to the second round, hope he can rejoin them uh, behind the bench because he is a, a class act coach, I feel. Um, so, yeah. All right. So been well-documented avalanche with a very big game one win against Arizona. It was a dogfight for a long period of time, and you kind of just felt it was just a matter of time. Well, I mean, you felt probably a number of things. Maybe that it was a, number, a matter of time before the Avalanche finally broke through, or was it going to be one of those games where even though the Avalanche were clearly the dominant team, was a bounce going to go the Coyotes' way? Were they going to catch the break and win this thing one to nothing? Obviously, it didn't happen. With three goals in a matter of a minute and a half, a little bit less than that. And, uh, you know, things look good. Avalanche, overall, even though it took them a while to break through, they did look good. They just couldn't get a puck in net for a while. So does that mean there's really nothing to work on? If you listen to yesterday's show, I had uh, Kyle on after the game was over, which... As a refresher, I am going to do after every game in the playoffs have some fan on with me to talk about the game. If you want to do that, definitely shoot me an email. Um, and Kyle and I both agreed that the passing needs some buttoning up. And I went back and watched a number of clips from the game, and there were so many opportunities where I'm. It's like you're you're putting your hands on the chair, like you're about to get up because you can see a play developing. And the puck goes into the skates. So um, I think, you know, that that's... I don't know if it was... I don't know. I mean, it can be... It's not nerves. You're not playing in front of anybody. Um, 
maybe it's just being timid because it's game one and you don't want to make a, a, a major mistake. I don't know what it was, but um, there were some definite opportunities that went by the wayside because the passing was just a little bit off. So I think um, I think they'll button up that. That, that. That's just something that they're professionals. And they'll kind of turn that around, I would say, relatively quickly. Um, what else we got? The thing that I loved maybe more than anything, and, and I didn't really think too much of it at the time, but again, in going back and watching the game, there was honestly, honestly, no panic in this Colorado Avalanche team. They didn't press the issue. They didn't force the issue. It's like they didn't even have to because they were in possession of the puck for so much of the game. And I think it speaks to the maturity of this team, which, again, is so kind of weird to say because they are so young. And we keep, you know, you, you can say you, you can keep saying like this team is so young and you almost always have to follow that up by saying, but they are experienced. They have experience. This this team has been in the playoffs. They are tested in the playoffs. They are battle tested in game sevens. They can pretty much, you can throw anything at them and they will be prepared for it. And they were confident and they were not panicked. And I think if if you were in the position of the Colorado Avalanche and you're playing as well as you are playing and things just aren't working for you in terms of finding the net, maybe some other teams might press a little bit more. And when you press that's when mistakes happen. And I think maybe deep down, that's what Arizona was hoping for because Arizona just really had nothing to throw at Colorado. And, you know, they they have a couple of offensively skilled players, not to the extent the Colorado Avalanche do. So they, they just needed to find that lucky time when, you know, they had Taylor Hall on the ice. And... They got a bounce in those 30 to 45 seconds that he's on the ice. They were just hoping something happened where he got a breakaway and and they could capitalize on it. And that's just not a way to play a game because the, the way that this game is played, it's so quick. Shifts are what they are. You know, it's not like Hall's out there for five minutes at a rip. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's just not the way the game is played. So you are you're asking a lot in a short amount of time. And chances are it's not going to happen. There's chances, obviously. It's not a 0% chance, but it's a very low percentage chance that that's going to happen. So the question is, what do the Arizona Coyotes do? You know, when you're you're on the losing end of a game in a playoff series where you know you're going to have to play a minimum of four games against this team or any team, that you come out on the losing end, you got to change something. Something didn't work where you were on the losing end of it, so what do you change? And the question for that, or the answer for that, for the Coyotes, is obvious, like, you have to kind of get more offensive firepower in you, but where is it going to come from? I don't think that... And the Avalanche are a good defensive team. You know, you are asking a lot from guys like Garland and Schmaltz and Keller, uh, you're asking them who, who are capable, uh, you know, to, to get pucks in net. 
but you're asking them to to do that and and them be the guys that really need to take over a game in addition to Taylor Hall obviously um and I don't know I don't have the confidence that they can do that I have the confidence in the Avalanche that they can shut these guys down now in addition to that the Coyotes are putting all the emphasis on Kemper who yeah I mean he can be up for the task but again that's a lot a burden to put on a select few guys and say, you need to win this for us because they don't have the depth to do it. So um, I, for the avalanche, nothing changes. You, you can, you do exactly what you did and you'll probably see a couple pucks going or You hope anyway, the pucks going net a little bit earlier. You don't have to wait so long where, you know, the, you know, the game is still up in the air. Uh, but you you don't really change a thing. You keep the pressure on, and you'll hear that from Jared Bednar. Um, you keep the pressure on. You, you keep firing pucks on net, and you know eventually they'll get through, and that's what happened. So, uh, all right, let's hear from the two of them. We'll hear from Nazem Kadri first, which will lead right into Jared Bednar, and uh, we'll talk about it on the other end of it. Well, Nazem, here we are again, uh, three goals in three and a half minutes to uh, win this one. Did you feel it was only a matter of time before you broke it open? For sure. I mean, I think uh, the ice was tilted a little bit in our favor, and we did a good job using our feet and, and played a pretty structured game, didn't really give up much defensively. We just figured if we kept pushing, power play was good. So it was nice to get one on there tonight. But, uh, yeah, it was a good finish for us for sure. Nonetheless, the game did look like at times it was set up for Darcy Kemper to steal it. So describe your personal sense of relief when you finally put one past him to start the scoring. Yeah, he's a good player. There's no doubt about it. He gave him a chance to win tonight. Um, you know, obviously that, that power play was, was big. We just figured we had to get in front of him. We knew it was going to be uh, some, some type of rebound or scramble goal. So, you know, just uh, good for us for staying with it. You know, some experts, Nazem, think uh, Colorado's got a chance to come out of the West. What do you think is the best thing the Avs have going for them in these playoffs? I, th- I think maturity. I mean, we got a lot of young guys on this team, but they're, uh, they're mature beyond their years. So, you know, I think we showed a lot of composure out there tonight. You know, it's a, it's a close group in there, and, uh, you know, we get along great on and off the ice. So, um, you know, we're not reading into the press too much. we got to go out there and take care of business still. Thanks for your time, Nazem. Congratulations on the win. Right, thank you. Uh, hi, Coach. Uh, wow, that was a weird game. Uh, I guess the obvious question is, what did you say to your team? I imagine it was stick with it, don't get frustrated. But, boy, that's got to be easier said than done in a game like that. Yeah, I think you're in the – you know, it, it's nothing that we didn't expect to be coming our way, to be honest with you, coming into this series. Um you know, Arizona is a, is a real tight checking team. They, they, they're always above pucks. They're going to make you work for every inch of ice that you can get. And it's not easy to get to the net on them. And when you do um, make enough plays and do enough good things to get a good scoring chance, you know you run into Kemper. So um, that's what we expected. We just wanted to make sure that um, you know, we were doing enough to make it difficult on Kemper that we were getting to the front of the net, we were making good decisions with the puck and not start trying to force things. Um, and and I thought our guys did a nice job of it. You know, like I think you, you, you don't want to give up 
things on the defensive side of, of it to press, and I thought our guys stayed disciplined with that. We did a nice job defensively, and if they're going to do a good job defensively, so do we, and hopefully we just, we just earn enough chances to, to get a couple by them, and, and I think that's what our guys did tonight, so overall really happy with uh, what we did. It wasn't, we, we weren't a real dangerous team tonight, but we, we were able to capitalize on a couple of the chances that we did get. And uh, that, that Kadri goal was almost a replay of the one that beat the Blues. There's a little, little more time on the clock. But uh, I noticed on that PP, just like, no wasting time this, this time. Just throw the puck at the net. Was that a message you had to the boys before they took the ice on that PP? Well, um, not necessarily just on that PP. It's been something that we've been working on. I mean, you've heard us talk about that attack mentality. Um, sometimes I feel like we... Um, through the course of the regular season that we were comfortable passing the puck around the perimeter, um, making some nice plays, and, and well, we'd run through two minutes or a minute and a half and only have one or two opportunities to the net. And, you know, it's our opinion that you got to be more active than that. You have to, um, you know, have a better attack mentality than that is what we talk about. And we try to give them areas where we could... Uh, uh, in the review that where we can get more dangerous and and we've been doing a better job of it since since the pause coming back in the round robin um, I, I think it's part focus it's part uh, intensity it's part execution um, but in the first power play we passed it around quite a bit and made some seam passes and didn't send a lot to the net and that one uh, they stuck with it and I, I think they, they felt the urgency in the, of the time and in the game that we needed to get one there. Next question, Derek Van Deest, Post Media. Jared, I just want to ask you about the maturity of your team. In a game like that, when you're leaning on a team and you're not getting results, obviously, like you said, sometimes you get tendency to cheat and, and maybe force some things. But it looks like your team has really kind of honed in and said, this is the way we have to play, and we can't get frustrated if things aren't going our way. Yeah, so it's, well, it's our job as a coaching staff to um, prepare them so they know what's going to come their way in the series as best we can. And it may change along um, as the series goes, but, you know, our message was that, that they were, they were going to check, that it was going to be difficult to create scoring chances. It was going to be, you know, and even when you do, you're, you're running into a real good goalie, a big goalie, that you're going to have to beat him. You know, he's not going to give you any easy ones. And I think that... Um, you, the, you use the word maturity, and, and I agree with that. It's a, it's a confidence um, in our play. Um, it's leadership in the locker room. It's a maturity, you know, of our team and growth of our team that says, just keep doing, keep playing the right way, and you'll get rewarded for it. You know, the the, the numbers tonight were in our favor. We were creating more shot opportunities. Probably had a few better looks, you know, overall, and eventually you got to think that those numbers will will work in your favor. You know, you're just going to need someone to to make a play or make the shot that he's supposed to make to, make to beat their goalie, and, and eventually that 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 happened for us. It took a power play to get it done, and, uh, but special teams t the time and score of that power play goal was big, and the PK stepped up right before that, which was nice. Thanks, coach. Yeah, thank you. Next question, Mike Kelly, NHL Network. 
Hey, Coach, I uh, just wondering if you could talk a little bit about Nazem Kadri's game, uh, not only the goal, obviously, to start things off, but uh, I think he had seven shots, uh, all really good looks on net as well, and just a, a really good overall game from him and how important that is for you guys. Yeah, well, it's, it's really important. He was their best forward tonight, in my opinion. Um, start to finish, involved um, physically, real good patience with the puck, um, good decisions, like high percentage plays all over the ice, helping, it, helping us get in and out of our own zone. Um, you know, had, had some really, you know, probably our most dangerous looks at the net. And, and then he finally gets rewarded. Uh, it, it's real important for our team because, you know, they key on, you know, the McKinnon line and um, we have, you know, teams will do that and we expect that and they'll work through it and on most nights and um, tonight it took them a while, but you have, you know, guys like Nas step up and, and get the job done and get the ball rolling. So I think, um, you know, that was something that we had, uh, Joe and, and the scouts and his staff had targeted some depth guys and um, in last off season and we've had different guys step through the course step up through the course of the year and, and Naz is a big you know big part of that and he, he we need that type of depth scoring and, and production uh, from him throughout the playoffs and I think he's really excited and looking forward to these playoffs. All right, so there you have Nazim Kadri who uh, Jared Bednar said, yeah, was was their best forward. I think you'd be hard-pressed to deny that. Uh, and um, Kadri saying what we've heard a number of times from this team, that they all just get along, um, and you have a team that is very close on and off the ice. So, And then um, Jared Bednar with, with some good comments there and again saying like what the uh, excuse me what the Arizona Coyotes did didn't surprise them they did everything they expected to do which was play a tight defensive game uh, he, they knew it would be be difficult to to really get past their defense and kind of form any high scoring chances because once they do once you get past that which is a challenge in and of itself then you have Darcy Kemper waiting for you who is obviously up for the task. So it's kind of like a two-headed monster. It's a, you know, they, they play a very tight defensive game, and then they have a excellent goaltender there waiting to uh, also deny you. But when you get 40 shots on goal on that, that defense, which is one of the better ones in the league, uh, that's, that's a plus. And, you know, when you get that many shots on goal, more often than not, one is going to slide in in time, you know, this time around, three of them got in in a short amount of time. So I don't, that's why I said in the beginning, I don't think anything, the mentality of the the avalanche, which Bednar said, uh, they needed that attack mentality. They could not be afraid of Arizona's defense and say, we know they have a good defense, so let's be timid and pick our chances and go. It's no, it's the opposite. It's, just keep firing because when you do that, when you're, when you're timid and you're looking for that perfect opportunity to strike, because you feel that these, these opportunities are going to be few and far between, then things just break down for you. And the avalanche didn't have that. They had the mentality of, you know, any, any daylight they give us, we're just going to go for it and see what happens. Maybe you get a rebound, you get a bounce and that's what happened. So it was, a, it was a great game plan, which is why I don't think anything changes. Uh, all the changes pretty much have to come from 
Arizona, and it's going to be tough for Arizona. You know, they 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 just don't. Ha- I mean, just comparing the two in terms of goals for goals against, which maybe is a little bit unfair, but you know, because of all the offensive firepower that the Avalanche have, two hundred thirty-seven goals for for the Avalanche, one hundred ninety-five for the Coyotes. Did they play the same amount again? Yeah, they both played seventy games. Um, and then goals against, you know, despite us, you know, talking about how great the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes defense is, they gave up 187. The Avalanche gave up 191. So pretty even there. That's why the the Avalanche defense is is nothing to just sneeze at and just say this team has got an offensive team. How'd that work out for Edmonton? So they they we've said it before. This team really has no glaring holes uh, that w- you would think would be what would prevent them from putting up a fight night in and night out. What do the Avalanche do with lines? I think that will be um, something interesting to see. When I say nothing really changes from the Avalanche, I think nothing changes even in the standpoint of the lines. I think they they go with what's been working, and this really has been working. I think Nemetsnikov right now stays on the first line. I think because then that gives Jared Bednar the opportunity to do what he did in Game 1 and move Gabriel Landeskog up to the first line if they need a boost. And it's not like they needed a boost to to keep the puck in the offensive zone. Just a boost to try to score a goal, to, to get this lead, to grab this lead, and then play with a lead. When you have him already up on the front line, it's tough to move him out of that and down to bring in who? Somebody like, like Burkowski, to, which who, who is capable, obviously. But when you get – it's just the, the feeling of bringing Landeskog back into that line that I think gets the other two – going like all right the band's back the band got back together let's make a hit record um so i think that's why everything stays the same because if he needs to make that move he can make that move and that will not only give that line a jump really might give the entire team a jump i think grubauer stays in net for this game francois will play in the saturday game and everything goes the same I, I do. I, I don't think you need. Why, why make any major changes? You won. The end result is you won three to nothing. Sure, those goals came much later than you wanted. You would love to be playing with a lead early on, and you want to do that again. And if you get a one nothing lead on Arizona early, you've really just now you're going to make them press and. I don't see how they really can get over on you by pressing because they don't have that offensive prowess that the, the Avalanche do. And if they start pressing, that's just going to open up so much more stuff for the Avalanche on their offensive attack. So, I don't know. The I, I, Watching that game, I said, if you listened to yesterday's show, I, listened, um, I had the crossover event, and I picked Avalanche in six. I think it's very difficult to predict a sweep. So I'm not going to do that, but I might bro- drop it down a game and say Avalanche in five if I can amend my pick just based on that one game. And I know teams change. I know teams make adjustments. 
but just the discrepancy and the styles of play between these two teams. I don't know how Arizona can change all that much and really get on the avalanche. Uh, they, maybe they can pull out a victory somewhere in here. If the Maybe it's that. Maybe it's just the avalanche are the one, going to be the ones to blame if they, if they lose a game in this. Because I don't see it being Arizona as overpowering Colorado. I see it as Colorado had a terrible game as to why Arizona could win. That's not going to be the case, you know, if the Avalanche are lucky enough to move on and continue in these playoffs. Obviously, as you go on in playoffs, teams get better, and that's not going to be the case. But for this series right here and now, game one showed me that, you know, these are two these are two teams kind of on different tiers right now. Um, yeah, and and I think I think we'll see more of the same. In, in game number two, I just would really like an earlier goal so I feel a little bit more comfortable. And I don't have to switch from, if you follow me on Twitter, I switched from the couch to the recliner going into the third period, which is when they scored the goal. So you guys are um, welcome for that. So, all right, that's going to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. I will have Spencer Sheets with me tomorrow night. Yeah, we will do a show. We'll do a show tomorrow night for Saturday. I mean, there's a game. There's two games, so uh, I can't I can't not do a show when you have two playoff games back-to-back. Uh, that's just too much awesomeness to talk about. So I will do a show tomorrow for Saturday, and then uh, take Sunday off, and then I think Nikki Field is going to come back on, and we'll talk about game number three for Monday's show. We won't do a show for Sunday. We'll take... Sunday off and then talk about game three which is Saturday but that show will come out for Monday but that'll be it for today enjoy the game let's hope we get another avalanche victory and take control of this series and go up two to nothing and be in the driver's seat all right everybody stay safe we'll see you tomorrow and here is Jovi go abs go